Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, August 26, 2020, and this is day 912 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you. There is absolutely none like you. Thank you so much, Father, for loving us unconditionally uh, with that precious agape love and showing us how we should do that with each other. Help us, Father, to recognize and understand uh, that we are all your children, that we're all made in your image. Uh, If we hurt each other, Lord, it's like we're hurting you. I thank you so much for helping us to have eyes to see that who we are is you and father that we will um, treat each other accordingly lord i ask that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and and bless those who may be in financial need i ask my lord that you will speak today that it be all about you and not about me in jesus name amen glory to god everybody today's message is i said no I said no. Have you ever heard that before? Mm -hmm. We have been given the power to say no. There are times where we just have to say no. And that's absolutely okay. I know I shared this uh, uh, several times. This is one of my my faves. You know how you've got certain um, Bible passages uh, that are just, that just stand out to you. Well, this is one, and the Lord gave it to me to share with all of for all of us today we're going to be coming out of Matthew chapter 25 verses 1 through 13 uh the power to say no and even when um when we go over the same verses it's like God will give us a new revelation uh every time you know you can read that same scripture uh every day and God will give you something new in it every single time Uh, It it is exciting, and uh, I know this time there's even more. So uh, let's learn a little bit more. This is about the the five foolish uh, bridesmaids and the five wise uh, and how we can say no. So Jesus gives this example uh, about uh, the last days, how we need to be watchful, and uh, we need to be Watch and pray. Be aware of false prophets uh, and not assume that um, that the bridesmaid, I mean, that the groom uh, is not coming yet. Let's not assume anything. Let's be ready, basically, at all times. All right. So Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 says, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. So as they were waiting on the bridegroom, uh, it's like this great procession that would take place. And uh, so what would happen, uh, and I'm going to just share out of my... uh, uh, commentary is really good. It says uh, the 
let me see, on the wedding day, the bridegroom went to the bride's house for the ceremony. Then the bride and groom, along with a great procession, returned to the groom's house where a feast took place, often lasting a full week. Oh, man. These ten virgins were waiting to join the procession. So everyone's walking and they just join in and they all go to the groom's house for the week-long party celebration. So they're waiting. And while they're waiting, uh, it says, the foolish ones took their lamps, but uh, not they did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. So they knew, I would imagine they all knew, that sometimes, you know, as they're going from house to house or as their procession is going along, that they might be delayed. So they didn't want to miss it. They wanted to make sure that they were ready. But the foolish ones just assumed or just didn't care that you know what? We'll be okay without that extra oil. So verse five, the bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. You notice they all trimmed uh, their lamps. They all, you know, trimmed the wicks to to make sure that they could, you know, uh, that they would be able to light uh, once they put oil in there. And uh, they went through the whole process and then just so a matter of fact, asked for some of the oil from the wise. Verse nine says, no. Let me let me say that again. No, <laughs> they replied, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. So they did give them a tip, but they did not give up their own oil. And, and that's something really valuable there as well. Uh, we are going to, as much as we are caring and uh, compassionate and... Um, show grace and mercy to others, there's a time when we must say no and make sure that we have enough for ourselves to make it. Mm. Do we have enough uh, to make it ourselves? A lot of times we give up something that we need to keep because we need to be ready also. Hmm. And anyway, so it says... Uh, go and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the ones, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he said, truly, I tell you, I don't know you Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. So he says, Jesus says, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. He knows us by our 
obedience and following his word and, and being prepared. And then he knows, he hears us and knows us. When we are uh, out there and just doing uh, everything against God's will, then he doesn't know us at that moment. He's he's there waiting, but there's times slipping away that we might not make it once that door is shut, you see. Just like with uh, in the days of Noah. Uh, they had all that time and to get into that boat while Noah was building that ark for years. I mean, so... All along, they did what they wanted in disobedience. And then when it was time to for the flood and they saw rain, see, they had never seen rain before, uh, then they realized and it began, the water began to come up and they were trying to get into the, um, into the door and the door was shut by God and Noah couldn't even open the door. And there is coming a time when God is going to shut the door and he's going to say, I don't know you. He he knew you before and was waiting on you before. But you never yielded unto his way. And you've been warned. See, the warning was out. They've been warned. They knew. Uh, these bridesmaids knew. They all knew uh, how uh, this all worked. And they chose to be disobedient and not do it. So... They got to know not only from the bridesmaids, but at that point from Jesus. And all along, Jesus is welcoming us and waiting on us. But there is a time coming where the door will be shut. And that is that is uh, something I don't I don't plan to miss on, out on getting in that door at, at all. And I'm sure you're not going to miss it either. But we need to continue to let others know now uh, so that they're ready. And and some people you may have told over and over again and, and that they're not willing and not willing to receive from you, you have to just move on and continue to ask God, you know, to open their eyes, have his way, let his good and perfect will be done in their lives. Point number one, the Lord has given us discernment to know when we are encountering a fool. Or someone who's acting foolish by the choices they make. Foolish thinking is uh, immediate, reactive, not thought out, very rash. That's how the five foolish virgins were. They chose to say no. They chose to say no to making a wise choice. Maybe because of laziness or because they were used to others' uh, used to receiving from others uh, and uh, and not necessarily having to uh, deal with the consequences they brought up on themselves. Uh, in this case, though, uh, due to the choice uh, they made, they had to deal with the consequence here. Uh, and that was the door was shut. Are you the one always bailing others out? due to their poor choices? If so, you are saying no to God's process and are taking matters into your own hands. Mm. You are an enabler. So even when you're helping someone else, that God is saying, no, leave them alone, let them go so that I can show them and deal with them as long as you keep your hands on them or in it, 
Now you're holding God's hands back because you're choosing to do for them and make way for them when it's time for them to learn to do something on their own. So you're, you are disrupting valuable, a valuable learning experience needed for the person to understand the importance of making wise choices. So even while our children, uh, when they're, when our children are young, we are teaching them how to uh, begin to live on their own. And it's a gradual process. You know, it's like uh, when they're born, we don't expect them as a newborn to make up their own bed. But maybe by the time they're, you know, uh, three, four, five, they're picking up their own toys. You know, you used to pick up after them, but now you're teaching them and you're doing it with them. And then you're saying, now make up your bed. You show them how to make up their bed over and over, and then you let them make up the bed. You may have helped them brush their teeth when they were younger, but then it comes a point where they're brushing their teeth themselves. I'm hoping that, you know, unless someone is, uh, you know, uh, dealing with disabilities, uh, we don't need to brush their teeth for them when they're 15 years old. You know, so these are things we where they should be able to do it themselves. But if you continue to um, do it for them, they're not going to ever... Uh, try to do it on their own. Why should they? They've got you to do it for them. Not you, but just in general, I'm saying. All right. (laughs) Point number two. I remember running out of gas once while trying to make it to my destination. I I was in my early 20s. This was years ago. uh, And I knew that the car needed gas. And I just refused to stop to get gas because I was running late. (laughs) Well, I was even later. I ran even later because the car would no longer go. (laughs) I was totally out of gas. So my husband stopped what he was doing to come and save me. So my foolish choice not only made me late, but, or later, but it also hurt the person who came to help me. It stopped them from doing what they were doing. And uh, I learned a valuable lesson that day. I've not let my car run out of gas since. (laughs) What about the life or death choices we need to make? During these last days we're living in, just as Jesus described in the parable, is not a time for foolishness. As we can also see in this parable, uh, is the selfishness of the foolish uh, brides, maids. Uh, this was a pre-meditated uh, move that they had made. Just as much, they had just as much time to prepare as the wise virgins did. But their motives were all about using others, at least from my perspective. <laughs> Trust God's guidance as we make choices, even if it doesn't feel good. You know, because the the wise ones had extra baggage to carry. Uh, and, it, and that may not feel good. You know, you're going to have to carry an extra bag <laughs> uh, because you want to be prepared. Whereas the other one's like, I'm not carrying nothing extra. 
I'm just going to carry this. I believe he's going to make it. I think he's the bride. The bridegroom is going to be here uh, and we won't have to carry that. Look at them carrying all that extra stuff. I'm not doing it. And then there was a delay, right? I remember when my kids were little, uh, I would always have a diaper bag with extra clothes <laughs> for them uh, because I did not know what was going to happen. And I would carry and some people would say, why are you bring all that extra stuff? Because I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and I want to be ready if they, you know, have a, a, a throw up on themselves or use the bathroom on themselves. I've got extra things for them. And I see, <laughs> I remember uh, my youngest daughter when, with, uh, when she had our granddaughter, uh, I had to teach her that because she didn't know. And she would just come over with a you know, diaper too, or in a baby, uh, baby wipes. And, and I'm like, where's everything else? Oh, okay. So I had to teach her. She didn't know. And uh, someone had to teach me, right? My mother had to tell me those things. So we, uh, we don't need to take it for granted, but we also need to make sure that we are prepared and don't, um, assume anything. <laughs> and so, uh, even when it doesn't feel good, we need to make sure that we are ready. It's about faith in the Lord, not about how we feel. When we choose wisdom, we manifest the love of God. So there will be times that the wise response will be no. And don't feel bad when you say it. No, that is the power through the Holy Spirit, to say no. Um, I remember when uh, my uh, two oldest kids, I have three children, two girls and a boy. And uh, I remember when uh, my oldest two were teenagers and uh, they both had gotten on at the zoo, got a job working, and they were so excited and so were we. Uh, so... They would, uh, we would take them to work. My husband and I, or, or one of us, would take them to work and then pick them up. Well, we knew the time was coming for them to learn how to catch the bus. And we said, this is now time. We're going to show you where the bus stop is. And uh, the first time we drove them to that bus stop, and they might have been around Oh, probably 15 and 16 or, or somewhere around there. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe 14 and 16. And so we drove them to that where the bus stop was. Uh, you know, we sat in the car while they stood at the bus stop until the bus picked them up. And we may have even went the route just to make sure that they made it there okay. And they did. And so after, you know, uh, doing that a couple of times, they were ready to do it on their own. And I remember them once say, are you going to take us to work? And we said, no, you're going to get on that bus and take, you're going to do it yourself. You now know how to do it. And uh, you don't have to transfer. You just take that one bus all the way there. And we're going to pick you up at night because there's times when they get off when it was dark. And we said, we'll pick you up then. And I mean, our daughter is the oldest. She goes, oh, that's just so mean, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and uh, didn't we did not go by the pouty lips and all that. We just said, well, you'll be okay. You can do it. And then after doing it for a while, 
she was just, oh, so independent. And they both rode together. And so my son, uh, Didi and uh, Demoris, they, he was pretty laid back. So he didn't really, he was like, okay, all right. Well, with Didi, she's a little more stubborn. So it was like, well, that's not fair. Why are you going to make us do? Because this is going to help you. We're trying to teach you how to be responsible for yourself. So you're going to have to learn how to do that. And so, yeah, after they did it a, a few times, after a week of doing that, oh, man, now they, it was on. No more complaining about it. They knew how much time they needed uh, to, you know, to prepare for, to uh, leave the house 30 minutes early to make the walk to the bus stop, to be there on time for the bus. They understood the process and knew what it took to get there on time. And they did excellent after a while. But it was just letting go and and pushing them on out of that nest bit by bit <laughs> so that now they're able to make that journey on their own because we're not going to be here always for them, you know, and understanding that, that we need to teach our children uh, how to survive, how to make it, how to be good uh, stewards with what God has blessed them with and with uh, all of us. You know, are we doing what God would have us to do and training them up in the way they should go? And then when they're old, they will not depart from it. So even though there may be times where right now they're all grown, our kids, they're like, you know, my oldest is 40 and uh, son is like 37 and my youngest daughter is about, you know, 35. So yeah, they, they all are doing fine on their own. Uh, they, at a young age, knew we taught them how to open up a bank account, how to you know, put money in the bank and uh, how to have a checking account and things like that so that they would be ready. As a matter of fact, when they were younger, I taught them how to start a business because God had blessed me to be an entrepreneur. So the one thing I could do is share that with my children, teaching them how to be entrepreneurs. So they, uh, growing up, we had like a little candy store in the house and Kids on the block, when kids walked to school together, would come down and get stuff from our house and the kids would sell it. And then later, when we had to go to the store to get more items, they knew how much I would tell them to set aside that that you need for replenishing and then anything over that you can keep. So they knew that process. And now two out of the three have their own business. They're doing that. And surviving just fine, doing very well because they learned on, you know, we had to teach them. And there were times where we said, no, this is not the way to do that. Or no, you know, you're not, you're not going to be able to go hang out with your friends because you're going to learn how to do this. This is going to be more valuable for you later. So this is why you're going to be home doing this instead of out playing with everybody else. Uh, and you can go out and play later after we go through these processes so that you understand and know. And, and, and all along, God was preparing them for a time such as this, how to survive, how to be creative. And one, my daughter's doing a t-shirt business, her and her husband and my son and his uh, wife, my daughter in love there, they're doing videography and books and things like that, helping others. So 
it, it's amazing what God is going to do if we allow it. We allow him to. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org, and uh, check out the messages, and please share them with others. You can also check us out uh, on any of the other podcast outlets. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address, and receive uh, the four Greek words for love and learn more about God's agape love. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.